We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And welcome to another edition of the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to check out the broadcast schedule for the X-Zone Broadcast Network, where we have paranormal parapsychology broadcasting available for you 24-7, 365, visit www.xzbn.net. And on Simul TV around the world, channel 21 at www.xzbn.net. Simultv.com. Explanation, my guest this hour is a gentleman we've had the pleasure of having on the show before. In fact, he was one of the first guests we had on the very first season of the Exxon TV show. Mark Anthony is his name, and he's known as the Psychic Lawyer and also known as the Psychic Explorer. Now, Mark is a fourth-generation psychic medium who communicates with spirits. He is also a successful attorney licensed to practice law in Florida, Washington, D.C., and before the United States Supreme Court. Mark graduated from Mercer Law School with honors, which included the study of law at Oxford University in England. He has also studied mediumship in England at the Arthur Findlay College for the Advancement of Psychic Science. He is the best-selling author of Never Letting Go and Evidence of Eternity. Now, Mark appears nationwide on TV and radio. He recently appeared on CBS TV's hit show, The Doctors, is a featured speaker at conferences, expos, and universities, which include Brown, Columbia, Harvard, and Yale. And in 2018, is on a na- uh, 2018 and 2019 on a nationwide speaking tour. Now, for all of you li- living in the area of Naples, Florida, this is just for you. There's going to be an evening of spirit communication this Saturday, April the 27th at 7 p.m. at the Univer- Unity of Naples, 2000 Unity Way in Naples, Florida. If you'd like to meet Mark in person, that is the place to be. Now, for ticket information, call 239-775-3009. And joining me now is the Psychic Laurier, the Psychic Explorer, the one and only Mark Anthony. Mark, welcome back to the Exxon. Great having you with us. Thank you, Rob. I always enjoy being on the Exxon, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, Mark, um you know, your website, www.evidenceofeternity.com, yes. is about your, I would imagine, is, is because of the success of Evidence of Eternity. Tell our listeners about that and why you wrote that book. Uh, yes, uh, the name of my website, evidenceofeternity.com, is the same as my book, Evidence of Eternity. And when I was on my, uh, the tour for my first book, Never mm-hmm. Letting Go, 
what started happening was people were asking me very poignant questions. And Never Letting Go is, is a guide on the journey through grief, and it's been recommended by hospices and grief counselors around the world. So then when I was uh, on the speaking tour and the mediumship demonstrations and the book signings to promote that, people started asking very poignant questions. Uh, whether there was scientific uh, mm-hmm. evidence to support spirit communication, uh, is reincarnation real? What happens to people that commit suicide? Do animals have souls? And there were uh, several really, really great points that they brought up. So I compiled those, and that became the outline, if you will, for evidence of eternity. And uh, I- I'm so, so humbled by how well evidence of eternity has been received worldwide i think it's in now 10 different languages it was actually submitted for a pulitzer prize and uh, just came out on audiobook and so uh, both my books uh, never letting go and evidence of eternity are are really going strong you know mark i've been doing this show for 30 years now and many people ask me rob why do you keep doing the show because you seem like you're kind of a skeptic you're, you're a, not a believer you're too much like your old self being a cop again where you're searching for that proof searching for the evidence and my answer back to them is because i know the answers to so many questions are out there and until i get the answers my job here in the exon is not done mark it's no secret that i've had many mediums on the show many psychics and i have exposed a number of them However, my friend, you are beyond a shadow of a doubt the real McCoy. I've known this Thank for you. years, and I am very proud to say that, number one, I know you. Number two, you're credible. Number three, I consider you a friend. What I would like to do right now is let our listeners know just, just a part of the wonderful work that you've done. Now, in a recent conversation you and I had, we discussed your appearance on The Doctor Show. And yes. how this led with unequivocal proof to the arrest of someone that was being sought by the police. Would you Thank share you. this with our audience? Sure. Um, when I was on the CBS TV show, The Doctors, uh, I was asked to perform a, a reading for a gentleman and uh, the, this uh, this lady. And I, I didn't, knew nothing about mm-hmm. them. And several spirits came through but then one in particular stepped forward and it was the gentleman's uh, daughter and the woman's cousin and I I could tell right away that she'd been brutally murdered and then I realized this was a cold case and so during the course of the transmission the spirit kept telling me that the police were missing something and that they needed to broaden the parameters of the DNA test and that the killer was going to be caught on another charge. In other words, he would already be behind bars on an unrelated charge. Mm-hmm. And then, among other other factors, they gave me, or the Spirit gave me two names, uh, Franklin and Terrence. So, after the reading, um, the, you know, the father said, well, the police have the DNA. And I said, yeah, but the, the they have to broaden the parameters. They're missing something. So when he returned to Scottsdale, Arizona, the show was taped in, in Los Angeles, he talked to the police, and it's my understanding that the Scottsdale, the Phoenix police, instituted a new DNA test for the first time ever in the state of Arizona called the familial DNA test. And what it does is it broadens the parameters of the DNA uh, search to look for 
uh, factors that would indicate a relative of of the suspect. And immediately they found uh, several markers indicating that there was a relative of the killer who was actually incarcerated <laughs> on, I believe, a child molestation charge. So obviously this family uh, is not exactly model citizens. And then all of a sudden something else showed up in the system. The brother of of the uh, the person that the DNA test pointed to, all of a sudden they got a direct match when he got, I believe, his fourth, possibly fifth drunk driving charge, DUI charge. And in Arizona, when you have a fourth or fifth DUI, the police are able to get a warrant to extract blood, and then they found a direct match. So everything that I said, um, or rather everything that the spirit told me to convey to the family came true. And the, the gentleman and I use the word very loosely, uh, that, that was a suspect, was behind bars on another charge, and they found a direct match uh, with his DNA to uh, blood and semen samples recovered from, from the murder site. And the other fascinating thing is the two names, Franklin and Terrence. Well, the very first time the familial DNA test had ever been used had been 10 years earlier in the state of California, and it was used to uh, capture the grim sleeper serial killer whose name was Lonnie Franklin. And then later, after I did the reading for the family uh, on the doctors, in the state of New York, a gentleman by the name of Terrence, that was the other name which came up, mm -hmm. Terrence Phillips, challenged in a court of law, the validity of the familial DNA test. And, see, you know, the skeptics, or rather cynics, and, and I'm going to talk about you as a skeptic in, in just a second, um, the cynics would say, oh, oh, that's just a coincidence. Really? I mean, yeah. <laughs> the names of the first time it was used and then the person uh, who was challenging it. And, um, and so anyway, uh, the, the killer, Ian Mitchum, is, uh, he was arrested. Uh, the prosecution and the evidence they're still compiling, and there were other things that I provided. Um, and I keep checking on the progress of the case, uh, and, and as things develop, I'll be happy to share that with you and your audience. All right, Mark, Ron, why don't we do this? Yeah. You, uh, before we get into um, anything further, I'd like to take a break because I don't want to interrupt you, and we've we're going to our first commercial break, but I also want to remind the listeners about the evening of Spirit Communication in which you are going to be present. Uh, this coming Saturday, April the 27th at 7 p.m. at Unity of Naples, 2000 Unity Way in Naples, Florida, for information for tickets, 239-775-3009. Once again, that's, uh, that's 239-775-3009. Mark Anthony is our special guest. He is the Psychic Lawyer, also known as the Psychic Explorer. His website is www.evidenceofeternity.com. And Mark and I will return as we continue our investigation into the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology right here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't we all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. 
the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Go away. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer and uh, psychic explorer, is our guest this hour. His website is evidenceofeternity.com. Now, Mark, before we went to the break, you were just going to get into the difference between a skeptic and a cynic. Am I correct? That is correct. Uh, Rob, one of the reasons I like coming on your show is with your police background, you don't leave any stone unturned. And um, I've been both a prosecutor and a criminal defense lawyer, and I know a lot of police officers. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, believe me, I, I have a pretty good idea of how difficult that job can be at times. And a key part of being a good investigator, or in your case, a good investigative journalist, is to be open-minded and to always question. And a lot of people say, I'm skeptical, and then they immediately add, and I don't believe in mediums, the afterlife, or anything you can do. Right. Well, that's not a skeptic. That's a cynic, because that person has a closed mind, and they have rejected any possibility that something beyond their knowledge their realm of experience or their understanding could possibly be true. Whereas a skeptic, he or she will say, well, I don't know that. And it may be hard to believe, but I'd like to see some evidence. And that's the difference. A skeptic is an open-minded person who wants to know and wants to be persuaded through evidence. Right. And uh, today is, I understand today is World Book Day. And uh, I posted something on Twitter that said, minds are like books. You only get something out of it if you open it. <laughs> so, How true. How true. So, <laughs> so that's, that's why I applaud what you do because, yeah, you do approach these things. And let's face it, you know, the X Zone, you get people that talk about Bigfoot and interdimensional beings and uh, UFOs and alien abduction and, and afterlife communication. And some of it is legitimate and some of it isn't. In, in the mediumship world, I attend a lot of conferences and there's people conducting seances and things with black mirrors and Ouija boards, which um, I have observed and find absolutely no validity in whatsoever. And then there are other people who do things um, that, that I do find valid. So it's important to, to not bl- have blind faith because blind faith will lead you right over a cliff. Uh, It is important, though, to be open-minded and to listen to the evidence and then decide for yourself. You know, it's thanks to you that the mediumship credibility has a tick on it, you know, because of of your experiences, your expertise, and your knowledge. And, And then when it comes to you were told by spirit when you were working on this, this cold case in front of... Uh, the TV doctors, the spirit. You never mentioned who that was to our listeners. Who was that spirit you were getting that very information from? Uh, It was from the murder victim. Her name uh, is Allison Feldman. And let me tell you, Allison, in life and as a spirit, was an absolutely beautiful and wonderful person. Mm -hmm. She was a pharmaceutical sales rep, um, just a, a, a... 
productive, wonderful member of the community, and for reasons yet to be revealed, this uh, very creepy guy somehow got into her house and brutally raped and murdered her. Uh, it is clear from from um, what evidence has been disclosed that she was not romantically or in any other way involved with him. She had a fiancé who, like her, was a professional and, a, and pretty much a squeaky clean member of the community. So, um, and certainly things came out in in the reading that indicated that he had been, for all intents and purposes, uh, stalking her for quite some time. So, so you know, it's it's a tragedy all the way around, and I really hope that uh, uh, this guy gets the maximum. Uh, because in in my and this is strictly my personal opinion, there is no punishment severe enough for what he did to Allison. I hear you. Um, as, as I've been letting our listeners know that you're known as a psychic lawyer, uh, is, is it possible that some people think that there might be a conflict between these two um, professions? Now, I know there isn't. You've proven or you shared with us the experience of the, of the cold case where you're, 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 uh, expertise as a member of the legal community certainly did come in uh, come in handy because you were asking the right questions and you were able to lead investigators to a successful conclusion but people outside of the the realm of the judicial system how do they take this well what people need to understand is that um being a um a psychic medium and being an attorney and it was the media actually which labeled me the psychic lawyer mm-hmm. um, you know be, uh, because when I went public with this I remember somebody uh, I was getting interviewed or and somebody goes you're a lawyer and a psychic he's the psychic lawyer and it stuck so I figured well let's go with it sure, why not? And yeah I mean you know it's it's you know I mean we hear about you know this medium and that mm-hmm. the medium and you know it's semi-descriptive but both jobs are about evidence and as an attorney, certainly attorneys need evidence to substantiate their case. And as a psychic medium, I need to uh, receive pieces of evidence to validate uh, the genuine content of, of the contact. Now, certainly in the case with Allison Feldman, that that was verified with the information that was transmitted to me. But in every reading, I have to um, I have to bring forth evidence presented by the spirit to verify who he or she says they are uh, and also to to bring forth things that I couldn't possibly know. The second aspect of being both an attorney and a medium is that both jobs are about helping people. Attorneys help people, and I know that attorneys don't rank on the popularity list among the professions, but let's face it. Um, there are legal regulations and there's laws governing pretty much everything in our society. And let's say you're in an accident or you need to have a contract reviewed or you want to adopt a child or Mm -hmm. get a divorce or do estate planning or or whatever, you need an attorney's assistance uh, to get through this. And then as a psychic medium, people have asked me, well, how can what you do help me? As a medium, my job is to facilitate communication between a person here in the material world with a loved one on the other side. And as I see it, this helps the person who is grieving in our world understand that their loved one 
did not disintegrate into nothingness, and that that person spiritually is connected with them and aware of what is happening in their life. In other words, we are pure energy when it comes to our soul and our spirit, and who and what we are lives on after physical death. Would it be, how do you deal with the amount of grief that you are a medium for from one side to another side? Well, as a professional, I have to be sympathetic, but mm -hmm. not empathetic because it's the same thing in the legal profession. Actually, I guess now there's three, three. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> there's three areas because it's like when people go to the doctor or, or to, let's say, an emergency room because right. somebody's hurt. And I've heard people say, the doctors and the nurses, they're so cold. No, they're not cold. They're being professional yeah. because if you get emotionally involved with your client, with your patient, then you lose your professional objectivity. So when I go into a situation, I'm certainly sympathetic to the suffering that people are enduring from the loss of a loved one, but it's my responsibility to bring forth evidence and not opinions and not editorialize on the information. I'll say, okay, they're bringing through this. This is what I'm seeing. Does that make sense to you? Or they want you to know this. And, um, and then it's up to the person what to do with that information. So would you say that part of the work of a credible medium like yourself is a, as a spiritual grief counselor? I think in many ways that psychic mediums mm -hmm. have become a new form of grief counseling, absolutely. Uh, certainly, I, I encourage people to go to uh, grief share groups individual and group counseling. I also encourage people to turn to their faith communities and, and the scriptures of whatever religion they practice. Uh, also reach out to family and friends. Do not go through grief alone. It, um, there are people, uh, family members, friends, trained professionals who are there to help you. And communicating with a loved one in spirit. And I recommend this um, about six months after the passing so that your emotions stabilize and then you'll get the maximum benefit out of the reading can help you. It's an important step on the journey through grief. All right, Mark, you and I have to take a break. We'll be back after the news. And Exxon Nation, if you would like to have the opportunity of meeting Mark in person um, and you're in the Naples, Florida area, he's going to be at the Unity of Naples that's located at 2000 Unity Way in Naples, Florida, this coming Saturday, April the 27th at 7 p.m. for the Evening of Spirit Communication. Now, if you'd like to get tickets, here's the telephone number, 239-775-3009. That's 239-775-3009. And Mark and I will be back after this news break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. For more information on Mark, visit his website, www.evidenceofeternity.com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We'll be back. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend... This is us saying, thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. 
Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Don't wait. Welcome back, everyone. Mark Anthony is our special guest this hour. He's known lovingly as the psychic lawyer, as well as the psychic explorer. His website is evidenceofeternity.com. Speaking about evidence, um, Mark, you and I were discussing, and 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 my heart goes out to you on this story because it has a you know it's very personal to you. We were talking about the passing uh, of your dad, and and why I'm bringing this up is because of what happened to you after your dad passed. You went into a separate room, and you were actually able to see the energy that you were talking about in the previous segment. Could you share that with our listeners, if you don't mind? Yes. Um, um, when my father, um, he had he had cancer, and and he he got to the point where his quality of life was 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 non-existent, yeah. and so we had to bring in hospice, and he was being uh, he was on the Dilaudid drip, and um, he stopped breathing. And, and, and I was there, my brother, sister, um, and a couple other friends. There were six people in the room. And what was really strange is when, when he stopped breathing, I saw like this surge of white light come out of his body. And the room got brighter for a second. And everybody in the room says, what was that? And you know what it looked like, Rob? It looked like when, when someone drives up like in the driveway mm-hmm. and the sun bounces off or reflects off of the windshield, except there was no... Uh, there was no car in, in the driveway. There was no cars on the street at all. And it was very, very upsetting. I mean, it's the worst thing I've ever seen is, is watching my father die. And, you know, people think when you're a medium that, oh, well, you know, you know about life after death. And yeah, but it still hurts. And it hurts really bad. I mean, this is daddy. Okay. Exactly. This is dad dying. And, and so, you know, uh, the funeral home had, had, you know, we contacted them and they were coming to, to, uh, take his body. And I, I went to another room. I just had to get away from everybody, uh, crying. And, and, and I sat down and I got that tingly sensation that I get when spirits communicate with me. And I looked up and all of a sudden standing before me were my father and my mother. And, and the thing about this, Rob, is, they look like they're 19 years old. 
I mean, I never saw them like this. They had me like 20 years after that when they were in their late 30s. Mm-hmm. And there's my dad looking young and handsome. And he had like these rosy cheeks and this perfect V shape. And he was actually wearing his Navy uniform. And then standing next to him, my mother. And she was in this like beige gown oh that kind of sparkled. And she looked like my mom looked like amazing. Um, and they, they stared at me and smiled. And I kind of got a, the the feeling they were giggling a bit. And then they started <laughs> to revolve around each other and then it started going really fast and their forms then morphed into this copper colored light and then it became gold and then silver and then bright white and like the whole room just like exploded in light and i'm sitting there going oh my god and i get up and i and i run into the living room and my brother was there and he was very very upset and i go i just saw mom and dad and he turns to me and goes would you shut the you know i'll let right <laughs> and, we got and, it. Then he, and then he saw how upset i was and mm-hmm. he came and he hugged me he goes mark tell me what happened tell me what happened and and uh and then my sister and then everybody else was looking at me and but what happened rob is that spirit communication Uh, People expect immediate gratification from it, like it's texting or instant messaging, and you'll get all the information that uh, you demand right now. And then I realized over the next several hours and actually even days what my parents were telling me. What they were communicating is, Mark, we're pure energy. And that's why they, they came and they projected to me their form because energy never gets old, it never gets sick, it never dies. And this also ties into people who have near-death experiences and when they go, you know, they die and their consciousness separates from their body and mm-hmm. they encounter deceased loved ones and everybody looks like they're in their 20s or no, no older than 30. Well, because spirits are letting you know as pure energy they appear in this youthful and and uh, very healthy manner. Um, and energy is eternal. And, and so it became very clear to me what my parents were doing. It was, it was more than just, hey, we're around. They were transmitting to me an extremely important message. And actually, um, um, uh, the experience that they gave me is the basis of a, of a large part of the new book that I'm working on, which is taking an understanding of the afterlife into a deeper quantum level and it was a gift that my parents in spirit gave to me and one for which no pun intended i shall be eternally grateful when you are not working with clients do you on a one-on-one basis have the opportunity of communicating with spirit I I do, and I can. Uh, I do this through meditation, but sometimes it'll hit me in in ways when I'm not expecting it. I, since we're talking about my parents, and and uh, I was um I was uh, about two months ago. You know, I'm still writing this book, and I had the worst case of writer's block ever. So. I, I just couldn't think. And I live in East Coast Central Florida near the ocean. You can, you know, walk to the, the beach from my house. And I thought, all right, I need to go to a beach. It's a nice spring day. And I get up and I take a, you know, I start heading towards the beach. And all of a sudden I feel like something's pulling me. And I turn around <laughs> and there's a bike path um, 
near my house. So I thought, all right, I'll walk on the bike path. So I'm walking on the bike path and there was nobody on it. And it was a nice breezy day. And I saw these two things glowing and I walk up and there are two coins. It was so funny because I walk up and, and, and I go, oh, you know, it's a nickel and a penny. And I go to pick them up and I could hear my mom's voice. You know, she said, unless their heads up, don't pick them up. And it's funny because my mom was of Italian descent. And that's an Italian thing. If the coin's not heads up, don't pick it up. And then I hear my dad's voice, and he says, it's money. Pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I pick him up, and I go, oh, look, six cents. And I go, the sixth cents. And it was like, oh. And then all of a sudden the writer's block uh, just faded away, wow. and exactly what I needed to say in this chapter came right to me. And I'm running back to my house. I, you know, I left the computer on, and I, I got it down. And and so I, I find it um, – I find it – really comforting and sometimes hilarious how spirits they're going to get a message through to you one way or another the question isn't whether they're communicating with you the question rob is whether we're listening over the years i would imagine you've done thousands of readings for different people have you ever heard an account about what heaven is like or what the other side is like? Oh, absolutely. Um, first off, um, a lot of my colleagues, uh, or uh, let me call them other mediums, okay. I hear these ridiculous, oh, they throw you a parade. Oh, it's like a cafe. Oh, they're eating these wonderful foods. They are not eating, drinking, or throwing a parade. The other side is a different dimension. And in the material world, we are familiar with four dimensions, height, breadth, width, and uh, time. Yet according to superstring theory, there are as many as 11 dimensions in, in, uh, in, okay, there's a universe, there's several universes, but in a universe there are dimensions, and then within a universe there can be additional dimensions. And so spirits being pure energy, when, when these other mediums mistake, oh, a parade or a cafe, mm -hmm. what the spirits are doing, it's like what my parents did, they projected to me a point of reference that I can understand. Um, for example, I was doing a reading for this one woman, and her both her parents came through. And I saw her father riding a horse next to a campfire, and I knew he was in Montana because I'm here in Montana. And then her mother stepped forward, and I saw her in a vineyard in Napa Valley sipping uh, – looked like a really good uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm. And so I, I – yeah, so I, so I described to the client what I'm seeing, and she goes, oh, my gosh. She said, my dad loved going on those Wild West tours. He loved Montana. He loved going horseback riding. My mom hated it. She'd rather go to Napa <laughs> Valley to wine tastings. That was her thing. Okay. Right. And I was laughing because her parents were together. No, her mom wasn't sipping wine in Napa Valley. No, her father wasn't horseback riding, but they were in a higher frequency in a pure energetic, purely energetic state, which you and I, Rob, have no point of reference, nor could we possibly understand. So what spirits do is they project a construct to you and I that we can understand. And in this case, his favorite place in the world was horse, you know, horseback riding and sure. being a cowboy in Montana, and hers was Napa Valley. But, but where they actually are um, is so far beyond our understanding and from what they tell me is so immensely pleasurable that uh, it certainly 
certainly defies any concept of enjoyment or pleasure that we could possibly understand. Mark, stand by. You and I have to take our final break, but explanation if you'd like to have the opportunity of meeting Mark in person. And if you're in the Naples, Florida area, this coming Saturday, April 27th at 7 p.m., you can actually meet Mark at an evening of spirit communication being held at Unity of Naples, 2000 Unity Way, Naples, Florida. And if you'd like to get tickets, 239-775-3009. Once again, that is 239-775-3009. For all the information about Mark, visit his very interesting website at www.evidenceofeternity.com. And Mark and I will be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. We'll be back. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. All right, Exxon Nation, if you're in the Naples, Florida area this coming Saturday, which is April the 27th, and you would have, like to have the opportunity of meeting Mark in person. He's going to be at Evening of Spirit Communication, as I said, this coming Saturday, April 27, at 7 p.m. at Unity of Naples, 2000 Unity Way in Naples, Florida. And if you'd like to get tickets or for more information, 239-775-3009. And for more information on Mark, visit his website, evidenceofeternity.com. First of all, Mark, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's always a great pleasure having you on the show. And where can our listeners get copies of your books as well? My books are on sale worldwide. They're at all fine bookstores, mm -hmm. mom and pop shops, in addition to Barnes & Noble. But if you go to uh, Amazon.com or to my website, evidenceofeternity.com, uh, there will be uh, links there directly to Amazon where you can purchase my books. And Evidence of Eternity is now uh, an audiobook as well. Mark, we've talked about adults on the other side and communicating. What about children? Do they come across in the same way that adults do to you? Yes um, and yes and no. Yes, if um, the child maybe let, let me back up a bit. Okay. When a baby that died either in infancy or in utero comes through, I see a bright light, like a star, a, an orb, a, a beautiful little star. And this is how spirits are letting me know that this is uh, the spirit of a baby that did not come full term or died very, very young, maybe, you know, within, within the first year. And spirits are immortal beings and preexisted the body. So when a baby comes through, uh, it's not goo goo gaga or some undecipherable information. They'll transmit as sophisticated and complex information as somebody that you know was 40 or 50 years old when they passed. Um, when the spirits of younger children come through, maybe a child that died at you know age two through 10, they come through um, as a spirit. Um, they will. Uh, 
portray themselves, what they look like usually prior to passing. So then I'll be able to get the gender and the age and, and other data about them. And um, I, I've seen a lot of, a lot of um, other mediums try to portray the spirits of children as the as limited to the scope of what they knew and what they experienced as a child when they died and i find that an an, an incredible disservice to the client and a complete uh, lack of understanding of what's really happening here what people need to understand is that our soul does exist and it is housed in the brain. It is not created by the brain. Think of our brain as a computer hard drive, okay. and the data which is on it is our soul. And so when the hard drive crashes, when the mm. body dies, the data gets uploaded to the other side. And the soul, the spirit, pre-exists the body, comes into the, the brain, and when the brain ceases to function, moves on. And that is why a spirit, whether it was someone in advanced stages of Alzheimer's or an infant or somebody that, that didn't even speak uh, or was capable of speech, can communicate intelligent concepts. Because spirits don't communicate in a verbal or human language. They emit waves of frequency, and that electromagnetic impulse interfaces with the electromagnetic field in the medium's brain and then gets translated into recognizable concepts based on my memories, feelings, and cultural associations. Um, so anyway, I'm getting all very technical about that. But when I hear people saying, oh, there's a baby and they're goo-goo-gogging, um, that medium really needs to do some more study and advance his or her understanding of what they're actually communicating with. You brought up a very good point. What happens if one of our listeners wants to go to a medium and they do not have the ability to have the opportunity of talking to you or going down to the evening of spirit communication? How do they, how do they judge or how do they establish whether or not a medium is credible or not? I think word of mouth, like in any any mm -hmm. uh, business or profession, is probably the best source of referral. But um, do your research. Yeah. See if the medium has a website, if they have a YouTube channel, if uh, look at uh, videos of them uh, conducting readings. If people go to my website, they can sign up for my newsletter. They can follow me on uh, Facebook, Twitter. They can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, which I believe has over 80 videos of me, uh, several of which I'm conducting readings for people before a live audience. And you have to do, do your, your due diligence. Please avoid going to people who try to persuade you that there's a curse on you, there, that your aura or you are being haunted by some negative energy, because these are the charlatans, those who prey upon gullible and bereaved people. They want to convince you that you're in some type of paranormal peril and that only they can free you from this by charging you $500 a session three or four times a week. And wow. uh, this is a, a huge scam by, uh, by unorthodox, unethical criminals. A legitimate medium will tell you that you maybe you only need one reading a year, uh, will not uh, scare you, will not tell you that you're haunted, and will transmit verifiable facts, evidence,
things that the medium could not possibly know or look up on your Facebook page or, or something like that. So those are the factors that should go into selecting the right medium for you. And also, if that medium has written books, um, you know, which I have, mm -hmm. read the books. See if that medium's approach to the afterlife and spirit communication resonates with you. Mark, uh, does, uh, does the person who is on the other side, do their religious philosophical beliefs have anything to do with the way uh, a message comes across to you? Or are there certain religious philosophies where the person's spirit cannot come through? Or is... Not, a, no, I, not at all. Yeah, religion is something created by human beings right. as an attempt to understand the infinite uh, uh, divine nature of mm -hmm. God. And God exists in spite of religion, not because of religion. So um, if, if the person communicating was an atheist, guess what? They can still communicate. And if the person communicating maybe was an evangelical who thought that mediumship was evil, um, which it isn't, uh, they too can communicate. Now, they may make references to their religious beliefs as part of an identifier, a piece of evidence to help the recipient, uh, the client that I'm doing the reading for, uh, um, identify and understand that this is uh, the person communicating. In fact, in, in a couple readings, I've actually gotten uh, biblical references, like a chapter line and verse, which I was unfamiliar with. Right. And so you know, the client wrote it down, and afterwards we looked it up, and it had a extreme relevance to, to what was going on in that person's life. I always find that, that, that really a, a, a true blessing. Mark, I've got about uh, two and a half minutes left. Uh, tell us about the evening of spirit communication this coming Saturday. What I'll be doing, and I'm doing uh, throughout the, the nation, and people can find out about uh, other events uh, through my website, evidenceofeternity.com. Please sign up for my newsletter. Uh, that'll keep you up to date on what I'm doing. And, and so I will be... Uh, presenting to an audience at the Unity of Naples Church, opening up to higher frequencies. Spirits will come forward, and then I'll begin connecting random attendees with loved ones in spirit. And I try to get to as many people as possible. This is a healing session, and uh, you know, tears of grief flow, but there's a lot of laughter because spirits want us to experience joy, to find upliftment, and most importantly, to realize that not even death can kill love. Mark, as always, great having you with us. What are your final words of wisdom? What are your final thoughts that you would like to share with the Exo Nation tonight? All religions can be boiled down to two words, be nice. And, and I know that sounds silly, mm. but I hear so many people say, well, I'm a member of this religion, and I'm a member of that religion. And it's like, well, then start practicing your religion. And it all begins with treat other people the way you want to be treated. That is the first step on the spiritual journey to enlightenment and love. One more question for you. It, has one spirit ever tried to impersonate another spirit when communicating with you and the person who is sitting with you? Absolutely not. Uh, there's this silliness that a lot of religious extremists say, oh, it's a demon impersonating mm -hmm. someone. Right. A demon wants you to come through and say, hey, this is your grandmother who you love. Make you feel better about it. Let you know that life is everlasting and leave you with feelings of overwhelming happiness and love. That's very evil. So so uh, the people that get all mired in, in that Bronze Age paranoia, let go of that. Realize that, that God speaks to us 
every single day, all the time, um, that our relationship with our loved ones who have died has transformed from one of a physical nature to one of a spiritual nature, and that that spirit communication is a gift from God to let us know that God exists, heaven exists, we can communicate with souls of departed loved ones, there are mortal living spirits who we will see when it is our time to transfer into the light. As always, Mark, time flies when you're with us. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us, and uh, continued success, and keep the great work up, my friend. Thank you. God bless you. God bless all God the bless listeners you, of the Exxon. Don't forget Exxon Nation this coming Saturday, April 27th at 7 p.m., uh, evening of spirit at the United Unity of Naples Church, 2000 Unity Way in Naples, Florida. For more information, 239-775-3009. Visit Mark's website, evidenceofeternity.com. And until the next time you and I meet here in the Exxon, always remember, Exxon Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. From everyone here to everyone out there, take care. <laughs>